What's up, everybody? This is Zach. I am back for my last solo episode. We are one week away from the election. And as such, this is more of a preventative episode than it is a cautionary tale like the other ones. I don't know if it was actually a cautionary tale. It's just sort of how I feel. Anyway, so first and foremost, as always, uh, with elections, at least in the last couple cycles, mis and, infor- mis and disinformation. I'm not entirely sure how those two are distinguished. Misinformation's wrong. Dis, I guess, is intentional, is my guess. Anyways, it's rampant. It's everywhere. Um, some of those attempts to sow discord in our election uh, are being carried out by nation states. Russia and Iran have been the most recent ones. Um, and some are just, uh, you know, people who are trying to mess with the election process. Um, in fact, after last week's episode, uh, I think it was like within hours of it being posted, there was new information on attacks from Russia, as well as clarification on the uh, the email scam that Iran had uh, carried out. I don't think it was actually, I well... Jury's out on whether it was actually Iran or if it just came out of Iran. But either way, we're one week out. The attacks continue to be relentless, so be cautious. So anyways, what can you do? First and foremost, be a good consumer. Don't share bad info. Uh, The majority of the misinformation and disinformation seems to be getting carried out through social media campaigns. um, and the platforms all have the ability to sort of screen this to some degree. They're trying to do it, you know, algorithmically using technology to sort of stop it uh, before it gets out. Uh, The problem is like these, it's just so easy to, to beat this stuff. So uh, you as a consumer can, you know, read it, look at it, make sure it's, it's actually accurate and then share it. And, uh, they are trying to be a little bit more clever social media companies in how they can prevent this. So one example would be Twitter added a feature. Uh, at least it was there last week. I actually have not seen it recently, but it will remind you that you should probably read the article before you share it, which, you know, all of us are guilty of. You see some sensational headline, you click retweet, and then hopefully you read it afterwards. But a lot of people don't apparently. And in fact, you know, by sharing an article without reading it, you actually don't know. I mean, a lot of times like you're just clicking it based on the the little image and then, you know, how many people are actually paying attention to the URL. So who knows what you're actually sharing? So, uh, you know, again, just, just read the articles, report bad info. Uh, all of the major platforms, at least for sure, Facebook and Twitter, I, I believe YouTube, Instagram, all of them have reporting features, but Facebook and Twitter both have created really specific reporting, uh, processes for, Miss uh, voter intimidation, uh, misinformation, et cetera. Uh, and it's really easy. There's usually like two or three steps. And, you know, even if the information doesn't get taken down, you can at the very least block or mute the bad info so that you don't get it anymore. Uh, but again, it's like there's a degree of bystander syndrome when this stuff happens. So, you know, if, if you don't report it and it doesn't sort of hit the automated processes that shut this stuff down. So enough people don't report it, then, you know, it gets missed and it continues to get propagated. So just report it. It's very simple. 
uh, as we are getting closer, you're also going to start to see, uh, you know, the hot takes. There's going to be so many hot takes between now and next Tuesday. We're one week away from the election. So, you know, again, as a consumer, don't buy the hype. Don't share things that are premature. Um, I don't think people realize just how consequential information sharing is, you know, information's power. So everyone wants to be on top of this. Plus, you know, everyone wants to be like a TikTok star now. So you want to be out in front. You want to be the first one with the information. Just again, take your time, read it, make sure that the information's good. Um, we're probably not going to know. I mean, best case scenario, you know, who's president by the end of, you know, the night, uh, maybe, maybe Wednesday morning. Uh, but if it's close, uh, especially if, we're relying on mail-in and other forms of uh, voting to sort of make that decision. It could be a long time. So uh, the way that some of the campaigns have been, or at least this is how DHS and, and CISA have been sort of um, predicting things would go. As the election finishes, if the data is not conclusive that night, the bad actors will start to send out information uh, portraying it as official information saying one candidate or the other is winning or, you know, whatever information that's basically going to make us not trust the results one way or another. So don't buy the hype, be smart. The other thing that is continuing to pop up as occurs in all these situations is fishing campaigns are, are going nuts right now. Um, combined with the current, pandemic crisis, which has gotten worse, unfortunately, uh, even just in the last week. Uh, you've got all new campaigns from uh, both official, like, you know, nation state organizations, as well as just people who are trying to sow, you know, uh, a lack of trust in the processes. So you'll get an email that says, you know, click here to do something. It's going to try to steal your credentials like any phishing email. Um, so, you know, don't, don't, I mean, in general, like be conscientious of the emails you're opening, but if it's an official email, you know, it should have a, a dot gov most, not most, uh, unfortunately, a lot of governments are still not using dot gov. Dot gov is actually a, a fairly easy, but even, even then you can, you can spoof email addresses pretty easy. You need to like really get into like the header information if you want to be hundred percent sure. But if you don't know and you're not expecting it and it's not an email you recognize, don't click on it. It's very simple, but that is still the number one way that, you know, social media or sorry, uh, cybersecurity attacks are propagated through a lot of systems. So Remind your coworkers, family, friends, as we get closer, more stuff is getting passed around to be conscientious of this. Uh, as of right now, um, the cybersecurity and information or infrastructure security agency, which is CISA, falls under Department of Homeland Security, still feels confident that no voter information is going to be able to be changed through a cyber attack. Um, they also stated that despite increasing attacks recently that it doesn't look like things are quite as intense as they were in 2016. You may remember in 2016, you know, at this point there was a email hack from the democratic national committee, um, and other things that had occurred that were like pretty significant, had major impacts in the election. We haven't really had that situation. Um, and in fact, there's a perfect example. So there was, you know, this attempt through, uh, you know, it's, it's, I guess it's, 
the jury's still technically out, but most news organizations have uh, decided not to run this uh, Hunter Biden e- uh, computer email uh, leak. So, was, you know, d- you can Google it. I don't, it doesn't really matter. It, one of the major news organizations, the New York Post, shared this as a authoritative, you know, this is real. We have this information. We've seen it with our own eyes. Uh, that didn't get verified by most other media companies, you know, and that's on both sides of the spectrum. This is sort of across the board. People who really, you know, dug into it, didn't trust the data. Um, and it may have been received in sort of nefarious ways. Either way, um, it's a prime example of how misinformation can work. Cause that came across as, you know, this is real data provided by an authority, you know, a figure of authority went to a, a major media organization and got shared as this is true information. This is what we know. And here we go. Uh, it didn't propagate for, you know, numerous reasons, but you know, and, and we don't know for sure if it's, if it's fake or not, but the, the conclusion of most other media organizations was that it was not necessarily reliable. It wasn't reliable enough to be shared. So you can sort of make your own assumptions based on that. But the end result is that, you know, you had a major news organization sharing information that may not have been accurate that, you know, may or may not have been intended to impact the results of the election. So, you know, if a major news organization get duped, you can get duped. Um, if you're on the other end of this and you're responsible for any sort of, of the election security processes, you know, there's, it's still important for you to report these things. Um, you know, if you think you, you are, have been impacted or, you know, and that includes, so, you know, of course there's the, there's phishing, there's, there's sort of your standard cyber attack, uh, vectors, but in this case, there's also real life, like people coming in and trying to, you know, see your infrastructure and see how things are done. Um, be vigilant. We're still a week out. If you screw this up, you are going to screw up in a major league style. Like this is swing for the fences failures. So, you know, unless you want to be the national pariah for messing up the election, take this stuff seriously, do it. And I promise this is the last time we're talking about this next week is the election and I won't be on my, by myself. Uh, we've got a whole bunch of really good episodes coming up, uh, including some partner episodes with CyberArk and some other vendors, which we're really excited about. But the reason we're hammering on this stuff is just, it's so important. We are one week away. Um, so anyways, uh, you know, just as an example, you know, the, the attacks that are, that have occurred and will continue to occur in some cases are not actually designed to compromise anything. Uh, the attack that came out of Iran, and we don't know if it was Iran itself or it was just hackers within Iran used voter database information, which you know, essentially in a lot of places is actually open source. You can, you can download that, you know, you can access it. If you pay for it, you can get, you know, many States. Um, so that stuff is accessible. And what they did is basically took the voter database, took the emails. I believe they targeted Democrats specifically. Um, but in this case, they were claiming to be members of far right extremist groups. So proud boys, uh, yeah, I'm trying to think like three percenters, I think was the other one that they used, but the purpose was to intimidate people and sort of say like, Hey, we, we know who you are and who you're voting for. You better vote for this person. Or, you know, we know that you already voted. And again, there's, there's no, uh, they're not carrying anything out physically. It, the, the idea is to either 
make you think that your vote was compromised, which then could force you to lose trust in the institution or to scare you enough that you won't show up and vote. So, you know, again, if you see these things, especially there, you know, a lot of them are coming as emails because those uh, voter databases often have, you know, email or other, you know, loosely protected um, contact information. And so all they have to do is basically email you a message saying, Hey, this is me. I'm attacking you because of blah, blah, blah. So whatever the reason is and, and to make you question it. So again, be vigilant, be careful, report that stuff again. You know, if you mark this stuff as spam, ISPs track that stuff and will blacklist emails or, or, you know, uh, addresses that these things are coming from. So, um, and again, it's, it's super easy to spoof email addresses. So, you know, if, if you're not sure where things are coming from, you can download the header information and get that information passed along to, you know, whoever you feel. I mean, in that case, threatening someone that's, you know, in some, most states, uh, threat can actually be treated as a simple assault. So you could even notify authorities if you really think that you're at risk or that it's truly threatening. So, um, and, you know, again, best thing at this point is just, just be aware. We are literally seven days away from the election. And I, I would be shocked if by the time this comes out, something big has occurred that I didn't even think of today. So, and like I said, this is, you know, we continue to update this just because every week is different. Um, and it is so important, but we are literally one week away. Just keep your, keep your head up. <laughs> That's all you got to do is like, keep your head up and look around. And again, I, this is, this is it. I think on Thursday, Justin and I are going to do a non-election security, uh, breach of the week. We've, we've got some good ones coming up, some more entertaining ones. And then we will have some new, uh, podcasts coming out over the next couple months. There'll probably be some breaks for holidays and stuff. So, uh, but we are just about through the year and we have a lot of fun stuff once we get through the election um and uh we hope to hear you thursday and here you know, you're not i'm not going to hear you you're going to hear me so next thursday we'll be back with some breach of the week with justin and if you have any need for cybersecurity support of course www.newharborsecurity we can I get it's probably too late to secure your election at this point. If you if you need it, call us, but I think we're we're probably out of time at this point. Uh, and we will talk to you Thursday. See you bye.